Audio log 3 on June 5th for the observatory sector, station for paranormal activity in nature, aka Spain, near Wayville, Oregon. Susie Hatcher recording. Hi. Again. Uh, I guess I'm just going to talk into these tape recorders now. Jenny came up here again and I asked her about them. She uh, shrugged and said not to worry. So, you know, it's whatever. I mean, wasting these would kind of suck, so, yeah, they do kind of help, I guess. It gets kind of boring up here, and it takes me forever to fall asleep. Might as well talk myself into sleepiness, right? That's what I did when I couldn't sleep as a kid. I remember when I was maybe four years old, I always got stomach aches out of nowhere at night. I'd be curled up in my bed, all cozy with my favorite stuffed animal, when this horrible shooting pain would hit mainly on the left side. I'd writhe about my bed until I managed to get up. It always scared me, so I'd go to my dad in his office since he was usually still awake when it happened. I'd be crying and crying, and he'd tell me to go sit in the bathroom in case I threw up or something. Strangely enough, once I turned five, it stopped happening. But after that whole ordeal, I hated falling asleep. The world was always so quiet late at night. It would just be me, my scruffy little duck-stuffed animal, and my butterfly nightlight. I remember the lily-pad green walls of that room, the pale pink curtains drawn shut to keep the night sky out. I'd sit on my bed and count the grooves I could find in the walls and the little dents in the ceiling. My house was kind of old, so I'd hunt for all the fun little imperfections whenever I got bored. Sometimes I'd hum to myself. Sometimes I would hide under the covers and read. But I loved to listen for the music in the vents. There was an actual music, but when the heating turned on, they'd rattle, and the air would whistle, making its own sweet music, soft lullabies to send me to sleep. They never really made me all that sleepy, but they filled the eerie silence. The silence is what scared me the most. For some reason, I always thought as I sat there in my bed watching the minutes on the clock tick by, I was the only person in the world. <laughs> It sounds silly now, but I genuinely believed that back then. But then I'd hear the whistle of a train in the distance. The tracks were only a few miles out from my house. We drove over them on the way to my ballet classes. So you could hear them pretty well. But for whatever reason, it terrified me. I'd start having these racing thoughts that if I didn't fall asleep fast enough, the train would take my soul away and leave only my dead body behind in my bed. <laughs> Morbid, huh? <laughs> yeah. We can thank my dad for my strange obsession with death and monsters at a young age. He always gave me these big fiction books designed to look like some sort of journal. Dragons, pirates, you name it. <laughs> Oh, I miss those books. Maybe that explains why I took this job, huh? I mean, other than it covering part of my tuition. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. Speaking of when I was younger, uh, I was thinking again. I vaguely remember having cassette tapes in middle school and early high school. It's all kind of blurry, but when... 
if I get home. Maybe I should try to find them. That'd be nice. I think they were just my friends and I messing around. Kate, Ethan, Stella, and I. Yeah, it was... It was nice. I miss it. But, you, you know, you grow up eventually, and people unravel, and connections unravel. Yeah. That doesn't mean you miss them any less, you know? You can miss things. Yeah. You can miss things. <sighs> like an actual bed. The observatory is nice and all, but... Man, sleeping on a couch for the past few days has made me feel like I'm trapped in some old lady's body or something. My bones are all crackly and it's disgusting. Truly horrible. Sometimes I remember I have one more vertebrae than the average human being and I don't like remembering that. Bodies are so weird. Like that observer thing. <laughs> Banana posture, four cans, slug foot. Thing. I haven't seen it as far as I know, but okay, other than the shape shifting, its typical form sounds kind of silly. Well, goofy, if you will. I'd have a laugh if I saw it, I think. Imagine it crawling around like, oh, look at me. I'm encrypted in the woods. Ooh. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Oh, I love it. And by that, I mean I hate it with the passion of a bunch of elementary school age kids beating up a pinata. Mm. Recording these before the sun sets makes it less spooky, you know. I can still hear the birds. I'll watch them at the bird feeder whenever I get bored. The little guys are weirdly nice to each other. They don't even fight over where they get to sit at the bird feeder. Oh man, I love these little dudes. I even named one Steven. Just looks like a Steven. <laughs> yeah. Steven. What a lad. Um, anyways. Yeah... I don't, I don't think I have much else to say. My brain feels real quiet today. I talked and talked and talked until I got sick of myself, so, yeah, I'm not particularly talkative this evening. I think I'll just leave it here. Good night, you. <laughs> Hatcher signing off. The Observatory is a weekly horror fiction podcast written, produced, and performed by M. Kaiser. All distribution done through Anchor. And some station advice? Don't try to know the unknowable. It'll figure you out before you figure it out. And that is a very terrible realization.